Legendary Passages, Episode 97, 23rd Argonauts. Fables of the Argo, from the Fables of Aeginus. Previously, the Argonauts launched from Iolcus, getting sidetracked by the women of Lemnos. In this passage, they sail all the way to Colchis and leave with Medea, who is eventually betrayed, exiled, and returns home. Fables of the Argo, a legendary passage from Gaius Julius Hyginus, Fables 16 through 27, translated by Mary Grant. Sisychus. Sisychus, son of Eusorus, king in an island of the Propontis, received the Argonauts with generous hospitality. But when they had left him, and had sailed a whole day, by a storm that arose in the night, they were brought unaware to the same island. Sisychus, thinking they were Pelagassian enemies, attacked them on the shore at night, and was slain by Jason. On the next day, when he had come near the shore and saw that he had killed the king, he gave him a burial, and handed over the kingdom to his sons. Amicus Amicus, son of Neptune and Meli, king of Babricia, compelled whoever came to his kingdom to contend with him in boxing, and slew the vanquished. When he had challenged the Argonauts to a boxing match, Pollux fought with him and killed him. Lycus Lycus, king of an island of the Propontis, received the Argonauts hospitably, grateful because they had killed Amicus, who had often attacked him. While the Argonauts were staying with Lycus and had gone out to gather straw, Idmon, son of Apollo, was wounded by a wild boar and died. Phineas Phineas, a Thracian, son of Agenor, had two sons by Cleopatra. Because of their stepmother's charges, these two were blinded by their father. Now to this Phineas, Apollo is said to have given the gift of prophecy. But he, since he revealed the deliberations of the gods, was blinded by Jove, and Jove set over him the harpies, who are called the hounds of Jove, to take the food from his lips. When the Argonauts came there and asked him to show them the way, he said he would show them if they would free him from the punishment. Then Zetes and Calais, sons of the north wind and Orithia, who are said to have had wings on head and feet, drove the harpies to the Strophades islands and freed Phineas from the punishment. He showed them how to pass the Stimplegades by sending out a dove. When the rocks rushed together in their rebound, they would pass through if the dove went through, and they exerted all their strength in rowing. But if she perished, they should turn back. By the help of Phineas, the Argonauts passed the Stimplegades. Stymphalides When the Argonauts had come to the island of Dia, and the birds were wounding them, using their feathers as arrows, they were not able to cope with the great numbers of birds. Following Phineas's advice, they seized shields and spears, and dispersed them by the noise, after the manner of the Curites. 
sons of Phrixus. When the Argonauts had entered the sea called Uxine, through the Cyanean cliffs, which are called the rocks of the Stimplegeeds, and were wandering there by the will of Jove, they were borne to the island of Dia. There they found shipwrecked men, naked and helpless, the sons of Phrixus and Calliope, Argus, Frontides, Melas, and Cylindrus. These told their misfortunes to Jason, how they had suffered shipwreck and had been cast there when they were hastening to go to their grandfather, Athamas, and Jason welcomed and aided them. They led Jason to Colchis and bade the Argonauts conceal the ship. They themselves went to their mother Calliope, Medea's sister, and made known the kindness of Jason and why they had come. Then Calliope told about Medea and brought her with her sons to Jason. When she saw him, she recognized him as the one whom, in dreams, she had loved deeply by Juno's urging, and promised him everything. They brought him to the temple. Aetes An oracle told Aetes, son of Sol, that he would keep his kingdom as long as the fleece which Phrixus had dedicated should remain at the shrine of Mars. And so Aetes appointed this task for Jason, if he wished to take away the golden fleece, to yoke with yoke of adamant the bronze-footed bulls which breathed flames from their nostrils, and plow and sow from a helmet the dragon's teeth, from which a tribe of armed men should arise and slay each other. Juno, however, wished to save Jason, because, once when she had come to a river and wished to test the minds of men, she assumed an old woman's form and asked to be carried across. He had carried her across when others who had passed over despised her. And so, since she knew that Jason could not perform the commands without the help of Medea, she asked Venus to inspire Medea with love. At Venus's instigation, Jason was loved by Medea. By her aid, as he freed all from danger, for when he had plowed with the bulls and the armed men had been born, by Medea's advice he threw a stone among them. Then they fought among themselves and slew each other. When the dragon was lulled to sleep with drugs, he took the fleece from the shrine and set off for his country with Medea. Absurgis When Aetes knew that Medea had fled with Jason, he made ready a ship and sent Absurtus, his son, with armed guards after her. When he had caught up with her in the Adriatic Sea in Histria at King Alcinous's court and would fight for her, Alcinous intervened to prevent their fighting. They took him as arbiter, and he put them off till the next day. When he seemed oppressed, and Arete, his wife, asked him the cause of his sadness, he said he had been made arbiter by two different states, to judge between Colchians and Argives. When Arete asked him what judgment he would give, Alcinous replied that if Medea were a virgin, he would give her to her father, but if not, to her husband. When Arete heard this from her husband, she sent word to Jason, 
and he lay with Medea by night in a cave. The next day, when they came to court, and Medea was found to be a wife, she was given to her husband. Nevertheless, when they had left, Absyrtus, fearing his father's commands, pursued them to the island of Minerva. When Jason was sacrificing there to Minerva, and Absyrtus came upon him, he was killed by Jason. Medea gave him a burial, and they departed. The Colchians who had come with Absyrtus, fearing Aetes, remained there and founded a town, which from Absyrtus's name they called Absoros. Now this island is located in Histria, opposite Pola, joined to the island. Jason and the Daughters of Peleus Since Jason has faced so many perils at the command of his uncle Peleus, he began to think how he might kill him without suspicion. This Medea proposed to do. And so, when they were now far from Colchis, she bade the ship be hidden in a secret place, and she herself, in the guise of a priestess of Diana, came to the Daughters of Peleus. She promised to make their father Peleus a youth again, instead of an old man. But this the eldest daughter Alcestis said could not be done. In order to more easily bend her to her will, Medea cast mist before them, and by means of drugs formed many strange things which seemed to be like reality, putting an old ram in a brazen vessel, from which a very fine young lamb seemed to spring. So in the same way, the daughters of Peleus, namely Alcestis, Pelopia, Medusa, Pisidice, and Hippothoe, at Medea's instigation, slew their father and cooked him in a brazen cauldron. When they realized they had been deceived, they fled from the country. But Jason, at a given signal of Medea, made himself the master of the palace, and handed over the rule to Acastus, son of Peleus, brother of the Peleades, because he had gone with him to Colchis. He himself, with Medea, departed for Corinth. Medea When Medea, daughter of Aetes and Idia, had already borne to Jason sons, murmurous and fairies, and they were living in great harmony, it was cast in his teeth that a man so brave and handsome and noble should have as a wife a foreigner and a sorceress. To him, Creon, son of Menocius, king of Corinth, gave his younger daughter Glauci as a wife. When Medea saw that she, who had been Jason's benefactress, was treated with scorn, with the help of poisonous drugs, she made a golden crown and she bade her sons give it as a gift to their stepmother. Creusa took the gift, and was burned to death along with Jason and Creon. When Medea saw that the palace was on fire, she slew Murmurus and Fairies, her sons by Jason, and fled from Corinth. Medea in Exile Medea, an exile from Corinth, came to Athens to the hospitality of Aegeus, son of Pandion, and married him. To him, Medus was born. Later, 
the priestess of Diana began to censure Medea and tell the king that she could not perform sacrifices piously because there was a woman in that state who was a sorceress and a criminal. She was exiled then for a second time. Medea, however, with her yoked dragons, returned to Colchis from Athens. On the way, she came to Absoros, where a brother Absurtus was buried. There the people of Absoros could not cope with a great number of snakes. At their entreaties, Medea gathered them up and put them in her brother's tomb. They still remain there, and if any goes outside the tomb, it pays the debt to nature. Medus An oracle told Perses, son of Sol, Aetes' brother, that he should beware of death from Aetes' descendants. Medus, following his mother, was brought to him by a storm, and guards seized him and brought him to King Perses. When Medus, son of Aegeus and Medea, saw that he had come into the power of his enemy, he falsely asserted that he was Hippotes, son of Creon. The king carefully investigated and ordered him cast into prison. There sterility and scarcity of crops are said to have occurred. When Medea had come there in her chariot with the yoked dragons, she falsely claimed before the king to be a priestess of Diana. She said she could make atonement for the sterility, and when she heard from the king that Apotes, son of Creon, was held in custody, thinking he had come to avenge the injury to his father, there, unknowingly, she betrayed her son. For she persuaded the king that he was not Apotes, but Medus, son of Aegeus, sent by his father to dispatch the king, and begged that he be handed over to her to kill, convinced that he was Apotes. And so when Medus was brought out to pay for his deceit by death, when she saw that things were otherwise than she had thought, she said she wished to talk with him, and gave him a sword, and bade him avenge the wrongs of his grandfather. Medus, at this news, killed Perses, and gained his grandfather's kingdom. From his name he called the country Media. This passage continues with the fables of Hercules, but our next passage retells the story of Medea and the Argo.